0: podcast what you got to do it's so easy download the anchor app go to anchor.fm and get started it is so easy we love anchor thank you for letting us do this thank you for sponsoring our show because again they understand these guys are in the creativity business and they support other creative things so we say support them because they support us download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started huzzah i'm writer director cliff dorfman and i'm here with this guy me the guy who failed puppet school jason smith (laughs) <laughs> ah good one and we're here to talk to you about our daily podcast stuck at home with cliff and jason jason smith yeah every day rain or shine like weird-ass postman we talk with our tours talent and critics about the shows we love and the ones that we want you to love and the ever-changing landscape of our business from streaming wars to what's worth streaming plus i gotta say we do have some pretty damn fine guests don't we jason oh hell yeah we do we got guests like david arquette the infamous and hysterical Gilbert Godfrey and legendary writer David Kep. Yeah, I mean, we really do span the entire gamut. Plus, we always have some interesting surprises, stats, our no guest Wednesdays, TM pending. Where can everybody find us, Jason? You know, all the places. Starburns Audio, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, all the usual suspects where you go to get your podcast. All right, so have we uh, We pretty much do this? Are we done? Yeah, I'm pretty sure We're that good? covers it. All right, let's go. Stuck at home, yeah. Starburns Audio. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Sklarbro Country, the virus edition, a.k.a. the Pandy Pods, a.k.a. one salmon couchy, two, two fans, fans of Fauci. Fauci, a.k.a. two Jews, no Rod Carews, a.k.a. two bros, no garden hose, a.k.a. contemplating two extreme tales really odd while praying to a female gay god, a.k.a. Sklarbro Charlie Schulman. Thank you very much. Thanks, bud. I got another one right here, a.k.a. Jewish twin joke makers throwing verbal haymakers, Jason Bullet with a bullet how that's how we do it guys uh we are back from the weekend for us i know that you had a show already today from the weekend so your week has already started but we're starting uh once again as we hurdle towards thanksgiving um and, and the world starts to maybe begin to write itself. We'll see how it goes. There's just a lot of detritus hanging on. You knew this was going to happen. As long as it's out there, we'll be there to make fun of it. Um, let's jump into a story right away, and then we'll talk about the stuff we have going on coming up. Let's do it. Uh, and we'll start with a tip, okay? It's never good to compare anything to the Holocaust on social media. Just You're not going to... That's the Holocaust, a rule of thumb. It is what it is, and it's just, there's no need to start Don't comparing Don't do it unless you're a Jewish comedian who does it in such a way that there's such exaggeration that you're clearly making a point about how bad the Holocaust is. That's right. the only way, I, I, like, I won't even compare any list to Schindler's List. Yeah, that's a bad idea. That's not a great idea. That's, so not, that's, not, an, that's not an avenue you want to drive your car down. Unless you're a comic, if you are a Food Network host slash celebrity chef... Don't touch it. Don't, don't touch that. It's with like a, a hot <laughs> stove. Would you put your hand on the hot stove? It's like making. I don't know. What's what's something that like chefs don't make? I don't know. Hot dogs. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do a hot dog in a frying pan. Yeah. Because at some point you're just by doing it you're going to be cooking up your last meal. Mm-hmm. Food Network star and Iron Chef Ameri- Iron Chef America host Alton Brown. Apologize Wednesday Wednesday. after making flippant remarks about the Holocaust on Twitter. All right, dummy. It's just. No one came to you to hear your take on the Holocaust. And flippant on the Holocaust and you not being a comedian. Not a good call. You, you, You just strike three. You're out. Brown became a celebrity chef as host of creator of Good Eats. We'll see the type of guy. I mean, I don't so know. He's this. gonna be hosting a show called Bad Calls. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Jeez. What can Brown do for you? Uh trivialize the Holocaust? Maybe. That's what he can do for you. Brown claims he was commenting on the current political climate that the Holocaust references we're not for humorous effect. Okay, so yeah, now- Yeah, there's nothing funny about it. Right, so now you're saying it's real. You actually do believe this, which is even- It's so much worse. worse. You've made it worse. You, you thought you were making it better, and you made it worse. You added, you're like, let me add some more pepper and salt to this thing. <laughs> let me throw some more water on this grease fire. You yeah. do know what a grease fire is. You made it worse. According to the screenshots circulating online from now deleted tweets, which yeah. always tells Why'd you- Why'd you delete them, bro? Huh? Tuesday night. Yeah, why are you deleting them? You, don't you, you Believe don't believe in you it? Say? You're such a coward. Why, why are you such a bitch about your own comments? The television personality made references to being moved to camps hmm. and asked if there will be striped uniforms like the ones at Auschwitz or will plaid be in vogue. So you did try and make a joke. Yeah. So that was, you, you were trying to be, to be humorous. And he's, by the way, talking about life after Trump with yeah. Biden as president. Yeah. Biden is president. Yeah. Biden's not talking about rounding anyone up. The only rounding up or go get them or rise up is coming from your side. That's right. So this is what he thinks being asked to wear a mask is going to be like. The Holocaust. Yeah. Whoops. That's right. Whoops. Maybe you want to send that that take back to the kitchen because it's not done yet. It's way underdone. A little underdone. Mm-hmm. So when one user replied to Brown, take it easy. Brown in a tweet that has not been deleted as of Wednesday, this past Wednesday, uh, was seen by NBC News responding, fuck you. Oh, Okay, so he is taking it easy. He, I takes, mean, he takes criticism really well. He's taking it easy. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, getting murdered in a gas chamber and put into an oven is is exactly like being asked to wear a mask at Trader Joe's. They're, yeah, that's essentially the same it's thing. The same thing. Stop antisemitism.org, a nonprofit group dedicated to documenting anti-Semitic behavior, posted a screenshot of one of Brown's original tweets along with his headshot calling the reference vile. Call him out on it. Yeah. This is lose your job kind of stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah, it just is. And if he keeps hosting stuff, then that's a problem. Exactly. This is the people who put you on the air and are backing you. And and by the way, it's not like you can't find another dynamic chef who can host your dumb show. Go host a a cooking show on Parlor, dummy the Food Network host, Of Iron Chef America. Or Newsmax. I'm sure they have a a cooking show that would feature. Alton Brown just spat on the graves of six million Jews with his vile, atrocious comment the organization tweeted on Tuesday. That's nice. Yeah, that's good. good. Calling it out. That's how you call someone out. That's right. You just spat on the graves of six million people. How do you like that? I'm sure when food gets sent back to your kitchen, you spit in that too. You just spat on the graves of six million people. Brown apologized Wednesday for the flippant reference to the Holocaust, and I'm sure his apology will be completely satisfied. Oh, yeah, (laughs) exactly. "Quote: It was not a reference I made for humorous effect. That's not, not an true. apology, by the way, that, and it's not true. You did try and make it funny by making the plaid comment, which is not funny, dummy. But rather to reflect how deeply frightened I am for the country. Are you really that frightened? So, so you're not really apologizing, nor are at you all. taking it back. You're just saying it wasn't for humor's sake, which it actually was. Which it was, and you just don't In even f- you f- don't even know what is for humor's sake and what isn't for you. In sake. fact, that." statement really was a double down. Yeah. Doubling down. Brown tweeted Wednesday it was a very poor use of judgment and in poor taste. No. Yeah, you would know what poor taste no, is about. No, that's still not an apology. That isn't an apology. No, Just here's say what an apology is. I'm sorry for t- my tweet. I was wrong to I'm- compare anything we're going to and going to go through to the awful atrocities of the Holocaust. It was stupid. I am stupid. I need to stop tweeting. I need help. I will seek it in order to make up for my unbelievable stupidity. I'm going to donate a sizable amount of money to the place that called me out. Stopantisemitism.org. That's an apology. Simple. Why and by was the that way, not hard for us to do? And by the way, it goes away after that. What are you afraid of? I guess he's afraid of eating crow. Chefs don't like to eat crow. No, That's what we're learning right here. Good. They don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Brown has become known over the years for his controversial Twitter account and comments oh, as opposed to his food. Yeah. Is he a good, good. chef? Hey, is a he good chef? He's got a controversial Twitter account. That's like- that's not what I want to hear. No. How's the food at that restaurant? Well, well he tweets a lot of controversial things. spicy tweeter. Mm-hmm. Well. Eater reported in 2011 that Brown announced that he was going to leave the platform after someone made a fake account posing as his wife. Yeah. So not because of his insensitive tweets and stupidity, No, but because so- someone else put up a fake yeah. dummy account claiming it was his wife. Okay. That's when he couldn't take, talk about a snowflake. Yeah, you couldn't take the heat in your own goddamn kitchen, and then you left. The outlet reported at the time that Brown would quote regularly post a bunch of tweets only to delete them in mass, usually within twelve hours, like a coward. Exactly. Go back into the kitchen and pretend you're a dishwasher. That's what you do. Social media. Yeah, me the o oh, the owner. The chef's I, not here. Yeah, I'm yeah, just I'm washing in, I dishes just back, wa- back here. No speak. The I, person I, who I, created all this stuff is not here. I'm just washing the yeah, dishes. Yeah, you can't speak to me. I'm not. I don't have anything. We to have, do. Not, I have. I have no power back here. Social media users were upset with. Brown on Monday for saying he had voted for Republicans most of his life in a tweet that he also been deleted, but uh, reported on by met several media outlets, including Eater and Newsweek. By the way, Newsweek has gotten ridiculous, too. Brown did not delete a response to a fan, however, said who said he was disappointed in the television host. Hey, by the way, I'm just going to say this. It's okay for him to be a lifelong Republican. And it's That's, okay for him to say, I voted for that my entire life. By the way, we have no problem with that. That's not a... You can tweet that and be proud of that. So so I'm going to say to the people that gave this guy crap for tweeting that, don't give him shit for that. He's done plenty of things you can give him crap for. You're giving him shit for the wrong things. He's allowed to say, I'm a lifelong Republican. And That's like if you get a bad meal at his restaurant, which I'm sure he's too busy tweeting to actually care about how well the uh, salmon is pan-seared at times. Right. Right? He's too busy tweeting off a a controversial thing. Don't then walk in and say the lighting in the entryway is bad. Right. No. Call it out for what it is. Right. And also, I'm just going to say, like, it's okay to say I'm a lifelong Republican and I'm disappointed at how the election went. Trump lost. Yeah. So did he. Yeah. But because he's a bitch, he can't handle it. He melted, he melted it down, it down like, like Trump. Trump. Yeah, this is your boy. He wrote, "Frankly, you have no right to be disappointed in me." Brown tweeted, "None whatsoever. I have used my own platform to speak my mind. You may dislike me, certainly, but disappointed me should ne- should be reserved for say bad recipes." Oh, I'm sure there'll be that too. I mean, I kind of agree with him. He's always been a d bag, so yeah. it 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 can't really be you can't really be disappointed in someone who sucks from the get go, who started out coming in hot like you can't really be disappointed in trump i mean that's how bad trump is like we knew he was a piece of shit and then he actually so bad he actually blew expectations out the water dug down in the ground below our expectations and disappointed us and we already thought nothing of him there you go it's insane we had no idea that he would basically ruin the world and kill a quarter of a million people because of his incompetence. Yeah, you just We'd had no, no idea. like Like, I was thinking back to, like, when he was elected. Yeah. Ran, what we were in San Diego that weekend, mm-hmm. and I really did think the worst. And I, in my mind, I went through bad scenarios. I yeah. thought maybe he'd take us to war. Maybe he'd take the economy. Wouldn't know what he was doing. I had no idea that it would be because as bad as Because you could this. not foresee a pandemic, and you could not foresee an instance where this guy actually had to do his job. So isn't that miraculous? We had such low expectations for him, and he still disappointed he us. He blew it out of the water. So uh, congratulations. So, to and, and this guy, look, again, not saying you can't say you're a lifelong Republican, not saying you can't say I'm disappointed with the results of the election. However, you cannot compare Life What's about to happen after to Trump the to the concentration Holocaust. camp? Can't do it. Can't do it. And you will not do it. It's like comparing your food to food at McDonald's. But you know what? I bet food at McDonald's is just as good. Yeah. At least you know what you're getting. All right. Uh, that is our first story. When we come back, uh, another story about a senator in Alabama, a guy with no experience, showing you what no experience looks like from the jump. Yeah, from the get go, you thought all jocks are stupid. Uh, here's here's something well, to wait back you, that up. Where do you see this guy? Uh, this is Clubber Country, the Virus Edition. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> So we are sitting in a precarious moment. We don't know what the future may bring. We don't know what the outcome to this election will be. And we don't know what the aftermath is going to be. So that's a lot of anxiety that all of us are carrying around. Mm -hmm. On top of the anxiety that we normally have, uh, there's a lot to be anxious about. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, Randy and I, we're right here with you. We're with you. We've got something that can help you and we want to share it with you. They are sponsoring this podcast and we appreciate it so much. Talkspace Online Therapy. They want to connect you with a licensed therapist for a fraction of the price of in-person therapy. Once you get matched with that perfect therapist... From the comfort of your own device. So it is COVID-friendly. You can can reach out 24-7 whenever something's on your mind. I love that concept. It gives you 24-7 access to your online therapy room. You can send unlimited messages to your dedicated therapist, and they will respond daily, five days a week. And best of all, an entire month of Talkspace costs about the same as one single in-person session. We know the times are tight right now, and this is a great way to save money and still get something of maximum use and value to you. Well, that is their mission. They want to make therapy affordable. Affordable for people. And sure. they have thousands of licensed therapists trained in 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more, all the things we're dealing with. No matter what, Talkspace will find you the perfect therapist for your goals. They're on a secure, private platform using the latest encryption technology to store client information so your stuff is safe. The bottom line is we all need someone to talk to, and Talkspace wants to give us the support we deserve for a price that we can all afford as a listener to our podcast, you get $100 off your first month of Talkspace. That's unbelievable To match with your perfect therapist. Go to talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure you use the code SCLAR that gets you hundred dollars off your first month, which is a great deal on something that is already uh, very affordable. And then that tells them that we're the ones who sent you. That is SCLAR at talkspace.com. We want you guys to get the support that you need in these trying times. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, Listen, we are doing this holiday live Dumb People Town on December 12th. No Nowhere Comedy Club. If you go to eventbrite.com, look up Live Dumb People Town, The Dollop Podcast, one of our favorite podcasts. Dave Anthony, Gareth Reynolds, they're coming on. It's Dollop People Town. Let us be your office party for this year. By the way, lockdowns are going to get stronger. We're not going to be able to go out and do anything. Let Let us be be your office party. It's Saturday, December 12th, 6.30 p.m. West Coast time, 9.30 Eastern time. Let's sell it out. Let's sell it out. Already selling tickets. It's kind of going at like a different pace. It's like, a handful of tickets every day. I feel like we're gonna sell this thing out. Yes, I Mac do. Mac Lethal is the musical guest. You guys will love this. We're gonna be selling posters that uh Jeff Tice made that are really good for charity. You can buy those. Posters and t-shirts. The poster is unbelievable. The the logo for the show is incredible. I want one. And we want to uh, raise money for two separate charities so you can be a part of that and feel like you're doing something good this holiday season and getting a comedy show out of it too. So we love that you're there. Get those tickets. The VIP tickets are selling, they're gonna yeah. be sold out. Yep, yep, yep. And the, you know, the beginning show of VIP is going to be sold out too so just get on it right now eventbrite.com and then that's live Dump People Town also check out our YouTube page we're putting up episodes of Cheap Seats there's so much funny stuff in there yep. take a deep dive I just went and looked at a bunch of all episodes of Cheap Seats they're so much fun uh, Scarborough Country is the uh, YouTube page. And on Facebook, we're posting up videos with, like, kind of director's commentary on certain videos, old stand-up of ours, clips of ours from other shows. And and so just check really that good. out, too. It's a lot of fun. All right, let's jump into this, Jake. Okay, so, uh, again, we've said this. Uh, we often assume jocks and coaches – Are dumb. That's a stereotype. Big time sports dudes are dumb. Yeah, that's a common stereotype. And and we know that's not always true. We've met so many brilliant minds in the sports world. Brilliant minds in sports I mean, Steve Young. Steve Young. Steve Young's a brilliant Super Bowl winning quarterback was a a lawyer. Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers. We had her on our podcast. I highly recommend you go listen to that. She's brilliant. Thomas Jones, running back for University of Virginia. Chicago Bears. Rick Fox was a genius. One of the smart. Chris Weber, a genius guy. Really smart. Jalen Rose is very smart. Smart. athletes. Become president athletes have become astronauts, athletes have become doctors, scientists, scientists working on their own CTE issues, and I mean, then some of them are just dipshits that cancel out all of the good work that these other people have done and remind us that athletes can be idiots. Well, Ooh, we got a story right now of an SEC football coach turned Republican senator that will remind you that some do- some and coaches are just dumb. Yeah, all right, let's dig into Let's get into it. Uh, in his first big interview. As senator-elect, Tommy Tuberville, which just that name, Tommy Tuberville, sounds like an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Republican. I know he won a lot of football games. He's a dummy. Republican from Alabama misidentified the three branches of the federal government claimed erroneously that World War II was a battle against socialism and wrongly asserted that former Vice President Al Gore was president-elect for 30 days. So he was like, I'm going to make a dumb, dumb comment, then I'm going to go dumber, dumber, then I'm going to go really show you that I don't know anything about like current, but bo- I'm going to do politics that I don't know... What happened 100 years ago? I don't know what happened 15, 20 years ago. years ago. I don't know what happened 300 years ago. I'm really telling you that I don't know anything, anything about this going on. At any level. So, you know, Alabama Crimson Tide fans are probably laughing right now because he used to coach at Auburn and Alabama hates Auburn. I would use this as a recruiting tool if and, I could. for and speaking Alabama. speaking of tools, Tuberville, Massive, massive tool. tool. He defeated Doug Jones, the Democrat who defeated child molester Roy Moore, right? Which again, all credit to Neil Brennan, our friend, the comedian who, when Doug Jones beat uh, Roy Moore, who was a known child molester by like 0.08, Neil Brennan tweeted, if we can beat a known child molester by 0.08, we can do anything. Right? Great job. Way to go, Alabama. Uh, Mr. Tauberville, a former Auburn University football coach who decisively defeated Senator Doug Jones, a Democrat, last week, gave this unbelievable interview to the alabama daily news just there's nobody clearly in his camp being like hey man maybe you shouldn't talk to anyone i bet people in his camp thought he was right on thursday after attending orientation for new senators in washington i'm shocked he figured out how to get to washington i'm honest i don't know how he got there or that he even knew Knew that that's where he's supposed to go this is where government convenes in washington I can't if, believe he figured that out. Asked if he thought Republicans could still use, use their potential Senate majority to pass legislation in a divided government with Democrats controlling the White House and the House of Representatives, Tuberville replied that he had been given a mandate to, quote, help people, adding, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. OK, what that's does that the, mean. That's the tee up for now. I'm going to say some really bad. That's shit. right. Here we go. Our government wasn't set up for one group to have all three branches of government wasn't set up that way. Well, maybe it wasn't set up that way, but it could happen that way. Mr. Tarville said, you know, the House, the Senate, and the executive? No, we don't know. The House and no the Senate is the one branch altogether. Does he even know the branches of his coaching tree? What is he talking no. about? Also, if he was if he Does knew, he even know the branches of the tree that got poisoned at Tumor Corner? Uh, maybe. But what I'm saying is, look, if you knew anything about government at all, the government that you're a part of, you would know that- the judicial branch is already Republican. Yeah. It leans, it sways to the right. So there's no way you have, you're never going to be in danger right now of having nope. all three branches going the other way. Nope. You just won't. So, you're already wrong. You're coming from a wrong place, even starting. Mm-hmm. For those keeping score, the three branches of federal government, as laid out by the Constitution, are the legislative, which House, include both the House and the Senate, which he put into two separate branches. Sure, why not? The separate executive, them? which is the presidency, and the judicial, which is the Supreme Court, which we told you is leaning to the right. That'd be like saying, hey, Tommy, so when two quarterbacks play on the field together, right? Right. You, yeah. There's or always two quarterbacks on the field that. And quarterback plays on offense and defense, right. right? Yeah, the QB on defense. So you know, the Supreme Court, Tommy. The Supreme Court people in black robes—some who usually who used to sexually assault women, others who were part of a Christian cult. You know them, Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's Constitution One, Auburn Zero at this point. I would say Constitution One, Tommy Tuberville Zero. There you go. Yeah, uh, look, he's gonna have to air it out at yeah. this point. Yeah. Two minutes into your senatorial debut, you're already playing. You're already from playing catch-up ball. Let's go, man. Asked to opine on the key takeaways from the election, Mr. Troubleville said he was concerned that Mr. Biden, a mainstream centrist Democrat, had promoted a, a vision that he claimed, quote, leads to a more socialist type of government. Yep, that's exactly who Biden is. Socialist. You pegged it, you nailed him. There's- he is as socialist as they come. Bernie Sanders looks at him as, like, look at hey, that socialist take it right easy. there. Let's get some capitalism hey, back in here. Hey, All right. hey, hey. Calling Biden a socialist would be like saying that Vanderbilt is the best college football team in the SEC. No, you can't. You can't do that. Are those terms that you can understand, Tommy? Vanderbilt the best team in the SEC? Because that's basically what you just did. And let's get into that. Your name is Tommy. A grown man. Name is Tommy. You sound like a kid playing pinball. A deaf, dumb, and blind kid. hmm Not a U.S. senator. Nope. Quote, that's concerning to me that we're at the point now- He's one of those three. Yeah. He's deaf dumb He's definitely dumb. Yep. Uh, that we're to the point where now we've got almost half the country voting for something that this country wasn't built on. You mean truth and decency? Is that what we're talking about? Like, truthfully, yeah. news and facts and reality and things that are actually happening? Mr. Turbill said, quote, I tell people my dad fought 76 years ago in Europe to free Europe from socialism. Uh, Tommy. Tommy boy. Tommy boy. <laughs> World War II was a global battle against fascism. Not socialism. That's not what it was. Fascism is actually the complete opposite of socialism. Mm -hmm. You know, fascism, the kind of leadership that your party had for the the past four years. Your outgoing leader espoused fascism. Fascism. Mr. Tarberville also said he planned to use his Senate office to raise money for two Republican senators in Georgia who are facing runoff elections that will determine control of the chamber. Senate ethics rules bar the use of official resources for campaign purposes. He got to shut up. You got to shut up. He got to shut up. Or please keep talking. Keep exposing yourself as a dipshit. Please keep doing that. What else did he say? Another exchange, he erroneously said that Mr. Gore, the Democratic presidential nominee in 2000, was president elect for 30 days during an intense, protracted recount legal battle. Of course, neither of neither Gore nor, nor Bush, Bush were president. president during that time when the legal battle was happening. I, I mean, Bush was ahead and then he stayed ahead when they stopped counting the ballots down in Florida. I know you have a little boy's name, Tommy, but you were an adult in 2020. You ran a football team in 2000. I know that because I was an adult when Gore and but Randy and I were adults, and you're older time. than us, dummy. To not know is to not understand the most basic rules of civics and government. And you are a senator, you dummy, Alabama. Jesus, maybe you should have stuck with the child molester. Yeah, the interview amounted to the most in-depth remark, in-depth remarks mm-hmm. Tuberville has given since he was elected last week. Joe, yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why everyone kept this genius under wraps. He kept, yeah, he kept a low profile on the campaign trail, rarely making himself avail- available to He's reporters. He's Tommy Tuberville. He coached at Auburn. You want the coach at Auburn? You know, Auburn, that school that- barely beat Alabama. So wait, so so he only made himself available to conservative outlets. Yeah. And clearly the conservative outlets Well, they did really their job. grilled him hard. They made sure By the he way, was qualified. You, you ask him a simple government question and this guy falls over himself. So he's uh, aligned himself as a staunch supporter of Trump. Uh that's another thing you got wrong, Tommy. Also Auburn sucks. Yeah, nothing right now. you do is right. Nothing you espouse is right. You you can't even get your father's war objectives correct. You you are a disgrace to learning, to education, and to adulthood. Good, Good luck in Washington. And we're talking about D.C. Dummy, don't Not go the all the state. way up to you're Washington. You're going to go up to Washington, to Seattle, state. and be like, "I'm here for work. I'm here to go. Let's let's do this thing." It is amazing to me that this guy's in our government. I mean, there are children. There are middle school kids who know more than you about how the government works. They just are. That's insane to me. That should not be that way. Well, that's the way it is. And that's the way it goes. And that is a show. And that is how we do. We are back in the saddle this week. Boom. Doing our thing. Guys, stay connected. Stay protected. Don't get infected. We love you guys. Wear a mask. This is not a hoax. But we've got the jokes. Let's go. Let's get this guy out. Let's get the new people in. And let's start attacking our real problems. We'll see you guys tomorrow la Dutty, Dutty, A podcast network. ta da da